time from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your money, your life, your relationships, your job, pretty much anything. Here on The Ramsey Show, I'm John Deloney, joined by my good friend, best-selling author, Rachel Cruz, and we are taking your calls at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Let's go out to Nicole in New Haven, Connecticut. What's up, Nicole? Hi. Can you hear me okay? Absolutely. Can you hear us? Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Fantastic. Hi. Oh, my God. It's such an honor to talk to you guys. The um, honor is all ours. What's glad up? you called. Yes. Um, so um, I'm having a little bit of analysis paralysis when it comes to my side hustle. I currently do massage therapy as a full-time career, and um, that usually is about 35 hours of massage. So um, the thing with that is that I make about 50 to $75 an hour doing that, but I really do need another side gig. Um, and anything else, I start to feel like, oh my gosh, if I do that job, it takes me six or seven hours to make what I would make in one massage. But I'm getting incredibly burnt out with my career that I decided was like a passion and now it's become almost like a burden and I'm not really sure how to go about a side hustle. Mm. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yes. No, (laughs) no, it totally does because you want to be able to enjoy what you're doing and still make great money because I'm like, you're like, I don't want to sacrifice the financial side. Um, But you also want to want to enjoy what you're doing as well. So is there anything else on the horizon that you're thinking of job wise? They're like, man, I would love to do this or that. Is there anything specific uh, career wise that you're passionate about? I mean, down the line. Yeah. Eventually I would like to get into a more of a counseling, including massage type of um, like my own business, but I need to uh, get myself out of debt before I do that. So, um, but like I've been looking at other side hustles, like, um, I mean, it's silly, but like pet washing, you know, you can do that. Um, but those things, you know, they don't make a lot of money. It's like ten, thirteen dollars an hour, and it's uh, it's like a love. I would love to do that as a side gig, but at the same time, it's like oh. How much did you, you know, report? Is, how much of your salary did you report last year, Nicole? Um, so I grossed sixty thousand. Okay. How much and, debt do you have? Uh, I have about. 65. Okay. What's your, what was your net take home? Um, so I, I pretty much take home about 1950 every two weeks. So almost 4,000 a month. Okay. Um, and I also do massage on the side for my other job. So that's my full-time job. So I have, um, another massage gig, which I thought was going to be my side hustle, but they're, they're not consistent enough. So I know I need to get something that I have to actually go to and kind of clock in and do so that I know that I'm definitely going to be making, you know, a set amount, like whether it's $300 extra a week or whatever. So let me, Um, let me pose pose it to you this way. And then I know Rachel's, she's demonstrated in earlier hours. She's infinitely smarter than me (laughs) coming out with a path here. Um, So you've, you've been around our gang a little bit. So you've, you've heard about gazelle intensity, right? Yeah. And the idea being that gazelle is running to not die, right? That gazelle is running from a lion that's trying to kill it and eat it. 
and the gazelle is going to run maniacally away from this thing. What that gazelle is not going to do is go, oh my gosh, there's a lion. A cheetah. Ooh, or, or a cheetah. This okay. path is... Um, Mm, let's let's look for a smoother path. Hang on, Cheetah. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Um, let's look for. Okay, this path was fast. Ah, oh, for a minute, but then I gotta go over there, and the grass is tall. The cheat. Uh, the, the the that gazelle is just gonna run. Right. The gazelle's, gazelle's gonna run towards a goal, and the goal is not dying. Right. Your goal is gonna be to get out of debt, so that you can actually get on with your life doing what you really want to do, and you can make real good money doing it. Is that fair? That's completely fair. So in fact, what I if, feel like I'm in quicksand. Yes. So what if you put a star on the calendar 24 months from now and said, I will have paid off all of my debt by 24 months. What do I have to either A, earn collectively, and you can do death by BB gun, right? 300 bucks here and 25 bucks here and 75 bucks here feels insulting until you look up in a month and you've knocked out 500 extra dollars. And then right. you've looked at, right? So it starts to snowball in itself. Or how, what can I cut out of my life? That's really the only two things you can do, right? But the goal here is I'm going to be away from this cheetah. I'm going to be safe in 24 months, whatever it takes. Big jobs, little jobs, small jobs, not shopping, not eating at restaurants, selling the car, like whatever I've got to do, right? It's <laughs> okay. a much different way of looking at it than, well, I make this much here and I also mm, I make this much here. I'm tired. All that makes sense, and I, I'd be this, I'd do the same thing. I, we do it with speaking gigs, right? We do some gigs here, and they offer X, and some offer Y. If they just offered Y, that's fantastic. But if I compare it to X, it feels like, man, I'm getting ripped off. I'm not getting ripped off at all. It's all a blessing, right? Um, it's just a, it just depends on what I'm what my goal is at the end of the day. Does that make sense? Completely. I think, uh, yeah. Thank you very much. I needed that sort of uh, reiteration because that's what I've been thinking and. Unfortunately, I share things with people and like all of my um, friends and family, they're all incredibly normal. And so they come at me and they're like, oh, no, you know, just do more massage or, you know, they don't they're not actually helping because they're just like, oh, just get another credit card. It's fine. You'll be fine. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're incredibly broke and they're incredibly exhausted and their marriages are incredibly on thin ice well, just, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's right? just normal. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, so I would just plan out and if I'm unical, I'm like, okay, I have two years, two years. And if that means I'm going to get more per hour on, you know, doing the massage versus the dog washing, I'm going to pick the massage. Even if I feel like I'm getting burned out, like I'm going to do what I can to get the most money as possible as quickly as possible we're running too, for our life. we're running and, right. and if there's a, okay. a day that's down and i can get on an app and walk a dog on rover i'm gonna i'm gonna sign myself i'm gonna do it right like it's you're you're kind of plugging in where you can just like john is saying to get as much as possible um and it's gonna be exhausting and it's gonna be tiring and you're gonna do things you're like i hate this but it's also gonna motivate you to be like i'm gonna do more of this because i hate it because i hate this debt so much and i'm so pissed at it and i'm just i want it out i want it done so let okay. that be the motivator yeah. too. And it's not forever. It's not forever. That's the other thing is you can go back and enjoy life <laughs> and again re in two re years. Remember this, Nicole, I've got a lot of friends who I love. Like I love it. I, I just love being around strange people and fun people and bonkers. Like I've got some of the greatest friends on planet earth. They would do whatever. I mean, they would be here in a heartbeat to help me, but they don't get a vote on how I spend my money. They don't get a vote on how I live my life or what I think peace looks like. There's a few people in my life that I've given that vote to. And so you've got a group of people in your life that you love, that you care about. 
but they don't give good money advice and they don't give good life advice and they don't give good peace advice. So love them, hang out with them, share a drink with them, have some nachos, but they don't get to speak in your life about money because you have hit the road. You are running as fast as you can. And in 18, 24 months, we're going to be completely done with this nonsense, whatever it takes. And then you are going to be free. And then you're going to be explaining to them what financial peace actually feels like. This is the Ramsey Show. Let's go out to Eric in Philadelphia. What's up, Eric? Hi, how are you? Outstanding, brother. How are you? John and Rachel. Great. Good deal. Um, My question is, I have uh, a car that broke down recently, and uh, I um, don't have cash. I'm really like on baby step one, and I don't have the cash to fix it. Um. And uh, they said the transmission and the engine both need to be replaced and be like $9,000. Whoa, that sounds like a dead car, my brother. Yes. So uh, I have two options. Uh, One would be to lease something because my credit is pretty good. Um, I've been uh, uh, putting things, um, trying to put money aside, but I've been paying down my debt all along, keeping the car going. But now it's like it might be too expensive. So should I finance something or should I lease something for like under a hundred bucks a month? Or, or <laughs> option three, or finance something. Uh, oh, there's an option three. There could be an option three. Okay. There's a bunch of other options. Lots of options here. Okay. So remind me you, what do you have saved in the bank right now? Uh, Zero. I'm like on baby step one, trying to get uh, you're trying to the thousand dollar point. You're trying to get to the thousand dollar point. Okay, but you're still you're you're saying you're paying down debt, or do you mean you are just paying minimal payments and staying current? Yes, that's okay. correct. Okay, so you're staying current on everything. Um, and when you do your budget at the end of the month, mm-hmm. you have nothing. Is that what you're saying? Basically, like every every dollar yes, is and being I'm working. I make about seventy five thousand dollars a year, and I work a lot of overtime. What's what's happening then? Because there's, yeah, there, there, there's a there's a gap between what you're making and what you have every month. Where's it going? Uh, well, I'm about I'm about a hundred, uh, about a hundred and two thousand in debt. What kind so, of debt? Um, uh, credit cards, uh, student loans, um, uh, uh, personal loans, those sorts of things. Okay. okay, and that's what they told. And I'm on a budget. And so I've been trying to figure out, unfortunately, my wife isn't on board with me, but I've been doing this for a little over a year now and uh, trying to get ahead, stay afloat. Um, But unfortunately, and I've I've also put a little bit of money into the car along the way. Well, well, you had had to do that. Hold on, Eric. Hold on. You are trying to, you're trying to drive a race car with the parking brake on. Okay. 
Okay. You're trying hard. I could hear it, man. You, you don't. You sound. You sound mm-hmm. tired. Are you tired? Yep. <laughs> yes, I am. You sound uh, not even tired. You sound exhausted. Exhausted because your wife won't get on board with you. Exhausted because you got all this debt and you can't breathe. Exhausted that you are working way too hard to be this broke. Mm-hmm. And there's that embarrassment. And how old are you? Uh, Fifty-four. Yeah, there's that moment when you think like, dude, I make seventy-five thousand plus overtime. And I literally can't go get a car. Is that where this is? Right? You, you feel that shame that's just mm-hmm. piling up around. You know what I mean? Yes. Are you like Rachel's going to walk you through this? But you got to say, dude, I'm ready just to to do it completely different. Mm-hmm. Are you well, there yet? Because if not, man, you're just going to tread water, and you're just going to keep treading water, and you're just going to you're going to look up, and you're going to owe one hundred thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and you're going to owe one hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Well, I'm I'm pushing forward, trying not to do that, but I'm doing a lot of it on my own because my wife's not on board. Why won't she be on board so, with you? Um, she thinks that I should uh, just make more money, and that's okay. Mm. So, and I've been pressing along to uh, uh, try to to win her over, try to get her to understand, but um. She just won't. So does she, I, uh, does she work? I work a lot of overtime. Yes, she does. We make roughly about the same amount. So you have a total household income of, gosh, $150,000, Uh, Yes, probably more like two hundred. Man, you realize, like, you realize you could be debt free in eighteen months. Yes, <laughs> if I could get her on board. Yes, I do. Okay, have you gone to her? Here's what we hear a lot, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. We, we hear people say, um, hey, honey, I've got this plan that we can get out of debt. Mm-hmm. And then they call mm-hmm. and wonder why that didn't work. Have you sat down with your wife and taken her out to dinner, or I love going to breakfast because the, the sun is shining, it's in the morning. Have you sat down and said, honey, I'm scared to death and I can't do this anymore. I'm scared that we are one uh, heart attack, one twisted mm-hmm. ankle, one knee injury, one, one car, thing. Car issue. One car issue. And if we will just change our life for 18 months, we're talking about the back half of our lives being a totally different experience. Have you sat down with her that way? No, I have not. Um, Most? I get her to go out with me, but uh, <laughs> I have not. But if I could get her to go out with me and, uh, and do this, it would probably, uh, she may consider it, but I, I think she believes that... Um, uh, you shouldn't have to sacrifice. You should, you know. Um, She's sacrificing her husband. You can't keep doing this, my brother. You're about to die. You're you're one of the guys that their wife calls in because their husband just dropped dead from a heart attack because he couldn't hit an elephant on his chest for 15, 20, 30, 40 years. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You are you are swimming as hard as Michael Phelps, man, and you're going nowhere because you've you're you're attached to the buoy in the middle of the lake, man. So you yeah. you said you think you can get your wife to go out with you? Yeah, I, I think I can try. You don't think she'll just go to dinner with you? If she won't go to dinner with you, you've got bigger marriage issues, my man. Uh, yeah, that might be the case. Yeah, and that's, Eric, I mean, that that's what we find so much is that when you get down to it and realizing, okay, so why is this not working? It's like, oh, okay, well, there's another person, part of the equation that's not working the plan. So you're mm-hmm. digging out a hole and the bottom keeps sinking in lower and lower and lower. And so it's just like, 
it, it's not it really I mean I don't want to sound hopeless for you Eric, but it really really is hard for this plan to work it's impossible both yeah. people are on board and you're experiencing it like you're telling us that and mm. we're we're hearing it and so um and so out of that even listening to you talk about your wife and stuff I'm like that money is just a tool, right? The end game of life is not just to go and just pile up a bunch of money. That's not the, that's something, but what money does in our life affects everything. When it's not handled mm. properly, it affects us emotionally. It affects us relationally. It affects our mental health. It affects our sleep at night. It affects so much. Uh, when it's handled the right way and seen okay, this can actually like amplify our lives. We can actually give to other people that need it. We can save it for our future. We can do all of these things and we're going to use it as a tool to create a life that, that we want. Like that, that's what it's there for. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I would say is now starting to expose even you and your wife because you guys aren't even, y'all aren't dreaming together. You're not looking at the future together. You're not even eating together, my man. Yeah, so that, mm -hmm. so I, Eric, before before the money stuff is solved, um, that the marriage stuff needs to be talked about too. So I think yeah, this one's hard guys, moments. Yeah, are, do you want to stay married? That y'all are there. If mm -hmm. you're if you're wondering if you can talk her into going to dinner with you or going to breakfast with you, there are way bigger issues than your money right now. Mm -hmm. How long have y'all been married? So I should put that on hold. Uh, twenty seven odd years. Uh, um, no, you shouldn't put it on hold. because no, we, act we actually find, too, that when you start working together financially, it actually helps your marriage. That's right, because you're you, working on a common mission together. You actually start to say, oh, wow, we're communicating for the first time in two decades about my fears and about my dreams and what I want to do and, and what, what where I want to go on vacation. Like It starts opening up these conversations. So you can actually use money as a pathway to start communicating in your marriage again. So that's where I would start, Eric. But to answer your original question of why you called in because you don't have a car... No, we would not lease a car. I would not go into more debt. No, no, no. And if that means you guys having one car for three months until you put some cash away and sell stuff, work extra, just get Uber, to point, wherever you got to go the next yeah, month. I don't save care. Save up two grand and go buy a beater if you have to. Like that, that's what it is. Do not go into more debt, Eric. This has to stop at some point. This has to stop at some point and it needs to be now. And you and your wife um, get together. You got, I mean, God, man, go to therapy. Yeah today. Everything these days, a lot of people are worried if they're going to just have enough money in their bank account to get through the month. But the good news is no matter where you are with money today and no matter the state of the economy, you can get on a path to build wealth. And at our Building Wealth Live events, you're going to learn simple common sense principles around building real lasting wealth. So our Building Wealth Tour, it's been blowing up, you guys. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. There's two nights that already completely I think San Antonio's sold gone. out. They were like down to six tickets yesterday. Oh, really? So yeah. they may be sold out. Okay. So don't wait. Get your tickets now. So we have, um, so Phoenix, September 13th is sold out. So we added an additional night. So Phoenix, September 12th, the night before we'll be there. Uh, and it was like, it was over half sold, I think close to three, four sold. So make yeah, sure Phoenix that if you want tickets to that, it's coming up. Actually, this event will be here in a few weeks. 
Uh, so get tickets there. Sacramento, November 1st. Oh, it's sold out. Minneapolis, November 10th. There's some tickets left. San Antonio, November 15th. There might be might be tickets left right now. I'm not sure. So make sure to check that out if you're in that area. Um, tickets start at $25. You can also get a four-pack at $60. So go to RamseySolutions.com slash events to reserve your seat today. And these are fun events. We... We did a few last spring, the first so one. Fun. So, um, so yeah, we're ready to get back on the road, you guys. Hang out with y'all all over. And what's fun, too, is these events, even if you're not in the city, people travel to these cities and make, like, a weekend trip. And, you know, they go to the events and I was and stunned at how many people drove for three, four hours just yes. to come spend the night. And yep. it was it was awesome. Yep. It was a blast. So, come come check us out again. RamseySolutions.com slash events. All right. Hey, check this out. Before we take the next call... Um, this was enough of a <gasps> that it made the the news. Okay, this article here from this extraordinary actress Tiffany Haddish um, from today today dot com. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish revealed in a recent interview that she used the entirety of her girls' trip check, which is the name of a movie, to finish paying off her house noting that she still suffers from broke PTSD. And Rachel, you and I talk all the time about your body takes pays the price for debt. And we don't think about that, but your brain knows if you don't decide if you don't get to decide what you do tomorrow, but Toyota Motor Company does or Bank of America does or Citibank does, your body knows we're not safe. Mm-hmm. We're not safe, we're not safe, we're not safe. And so much so that when she grew up she has some really strong imprints of I will never be broke again. And so people give her a lot of, lot of, they give her a lot of hassle for you paid your house off. It's so dumb. You could have invested. You could have, no, now I have a surplus of money. She writes, but I'm still afraid of being poor again. And so she used a final check to fully pay off her home from the money she earned. And I love this. She knows now that no matter what happens in the acting world, if there's another shutdown for a few years, there's another this. She never gets cast in the role. I've got a place to live. Yeah, I'm safe. And yep. her shoulders are going to drop. She's going to breathe differently. She's going to treat people differently. And here's what's cool. She's going to negotiate differently too. When they come and say, hey, we'd like you to take this job for a million bucks. She's not going to take it because she's desperate. She's going to say, I'll do it for two. <laughs> and um, because I don't need your money. Yes. Yeah. I have yeah. a home that's paid off, right? Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I'm proud of Tiffany. Congratulations. And I love this message making out into popular culture. Hey, a, whale, a way to participate in being mentally well is don't owe anybody anything. Yep. Live a life, a life where you are chained to as few things as possible. And that's allowing your body to feel freedom. Yep. I love it. It's amazing. And it's so fascinating too when you talk to people that came i'm not sure her specific story but if you came from extreme poverty there is that there is this thing of like okay i'm gonna cushion myself more than the average person because i am never gonna go back there like you, I, you and i both grew up like that and both of us have emergency funds, funds for, for our emergency, emergency funds, funds. That's yes. right. yeah so it's uh it's wired in there it, there's something about it it's just like i don't want i don't want that i don't want to repeat that mm-hmm. uh so i will do what i have to do and even if people think i'm crazy but pay off my house great so i have nothing uh but I love it. I know. But you know what acting out. job she's going to take next? Whichever one she wants. Yeah, she don't need anything. She's good. Yeah, I got. <laughs> I got to pay for her house. Amazing. I love it. Way to go, Tiffany. It's incredible. All right, let's go to Heidi in Columbus. Hey, Heidi, what's up? Hi, Dr. John and Rachel. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. What's up? So, 
I have a question. Um, the show that you did, Dr. John, about the gaslighting, I literally listened to it and then I ran it down to my husband and I said, you have to listen to this because honestly, it was it helped me finally figure out the relationship problems I have with my family. Um, I came from a family that honestly, they gaslighted me. Like everything I wanted to do, they always put me down. And now that I'm a mom of three, they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's to the point where I don't know as a mom, I feel like I have to defend my kids. Um, and it's, it's putting a whole strain on the relationship. Now my husband and I are great. He's my biggest supporter helping me through it. We live a couple hours away. They came down to visit last week and my kids were so afraid. They're, my older two are six and four. And they're like, we can't have our hair not look good because they'll, they'll, they'll tell us it doesn't look good. If I don't have my shirt, not wrinkled, they're going to pick on me. And mm. it's, and they say all these comments and I'm just sort of at the point of, I'm trying to set boundaries, but every time I do, they just, they start screaming at us or yelling at us. So I just don't know how do I undo the past and then not yeah. have it affect my kids. You, you, a, you can't undo the past. The past has happened. There's a period yeah. at the end of that sentence. And many okay. people in your situation, you, you are a professional peacekeeper and you probably have been since you were a little girl. Mm-hmm. Your job was to make yep. sure everybody else didn't set off. And so you developed a superpower of taking your feelings and shoving them as far down as possible. And when you do that, you internalize their feelings and you become the regulator for their feelings. And any negative feelings they have, they blame it on you. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Okay. All the way. All so the way. there is no unwinding that. That happened. There's a period at the end of that sentence. And any amount of energy you spend trying to go edit that sentence that's already been written is, is energy you're taking away from your husband, energy you're taking away from your kids, and energy you're taking away from yourself. It's a waste of time. Don't do it. What I want you to do is to take the word family off for a second. And I want you to think of a neighbor who just walked by your house every morning and then came into your home to inspect the clothing and haircuts of you and your kids. How long would you put up with that? One time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. One time and you'd call the police. Your husband would probably go to jail, right? And you'd have to figure it out. Your family is hurting your children. Your family's hurting you. Your family's hurting your marriage. There's no negotiating with this. It ends today. And when you put a boundary, you haven't been putting up boundaries. You've been putting up like mean thoughts. Mm -hmm. Because you've just been thinking mean things. You have imaginary conversations with them in the shower, right? Where I'm going to tell them and you never actually do. Right? Or you hint around it. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Yes. It stops today. And here's what a boundary is. You're not welcome in my home anymore. Or, hey, we're all coming down this weekend. No, thank you. We already have family plans. Um, we'll, We'll holler back at you. I don't owe you an explanation. I don't owe you a why. And when they start yelling at you, here's the coolest thing. Um, It's not on every phone, but my phone has this feature called off. (laughs) I just hang it up. Can I I ask a question? You can. Okay, if she's never communicated, and I'm assuming that, Heidi, so correct me if I'm wrong, but if she's never communicated, you can't talk to us that way, would you give them a chance? Would you you have a conversation and say, "Here's, here's the boundary? Here are the comments and be very specific. These types of comments and more. Anything along these lines. And if you 
cross that boundary and you say that you are never welcome like like for, you know what I'm for, saying for my dad and your dad you my yeah. mom and your mom yes because I believe that my mom and my dad and your mom and your dad truly love us and they often give us advice that's their way of telling us they love us tell me if I'm wrong here Heidi but this sounds like your family's predatory yeah okay, yeah. okay. Uh, they, they don't I won't, sadly they don't want to hear if there's anything wrong it's always like well that's your fault and okay exactly my okay. in-laws okay. are a total different story you could sit them down and, and okay. they would want to make that change okay it's hard. Yep. there you yeah. go it, it's so, so sorry Heidi. It it's hard you're gonna have to grieve it because this isn't what you wanted you wanted <sighs> grandkids and grandparents and christmases and it's not gonna happen so be sad be real sad grieve the heck out of it protect your heart and your kids in your marriage. scripture of the day is 2 Corinthians 5 17. Therefore if anyone is in Christ he's a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has come Stephen Covey says be patient with yourself self growth is tender it's holy ground and there's no greater investment Rachel I love that um, something I've started it hit me six or seven months ago um I often make life change into moral and character issues. Like, you better do this or, or you're the worst or you suck at this. And I started realizing it. You know what? Most people don't have a set of tools in their toolkit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a set of skills. And so I'm going to practice. No, I don't know how to talk to my wife after we have two kids because I've never done this before. Right. So I'm going to practice and I'm going to ask for your forgiveness and I'm going to say, oh, I didn't say that one right. The same way as if I'm trying to learn how to do drywall and it hangs sideways a little bit, right? Yeah. I'm going to practice it and next time I know I'm going to adjust a little bit better. But I think that if we stop talking to ourselves in ways that we would never let somebody else mm-hmm. talk to one of our friends mm-hmm. and we started giving ourselves some grace and saying, I'm going to practice this. I'm going to actually show up and keep trying and keep trying and keep trying. Um, I think there'd be a lot more peace in our homes and in our hearts and in our neighborhoods and in our country. I yep. really believe that. Yeah. If just the, and I love that idea of just practice. It's like, I'm, gonna, I'm trying this out. I'm not good at it. I'm going to stumble my way through it. Yeah. So give me grace in it. And when the other person extends that, Oh man, it's everything. So it's on both ends, right? Extending grace to people yeah. when necessary. And, and then I, I just it. imagine you can tell me like, imagine being a wife um, and, like we'll just use Winston for an example because um, let's be honest he's like one of the worst guys anybody's met right <laughs> but if Winston was the guy who came home and just had three or four beers and watched Netflix and played the occasional video game and told the kids to keep it down whatever and then one day he came in and said I don't I'm choosing to be miserable and mm-hmm. I'm choosing for us to not have our best marriage I want to try something different and I'm going to have to practice coming home and I'm not going to say it right would you do this with me? I mean, I got to imagine that would just be... A wife would, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that'd be amazing. But it takes humility to do that, right? It does. It does. Or it, it does take humility, but also takes looking in the mirror and saying, okay, I'm trying to hang this drywall and this way doesn't work and the walls keep falling down. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I just try something else? 
right? Once I try something different. Yep. Um, I, I remember Dave and I talked about when he, you know, he's three or four years out of bankruptcy and um, that's when, you know, you had to pay the piper on your marriage. And he talked about him and Sharon saying, we're getting real close and they went and got a marriage counselor. I said that's that was rare in the eighties for mm-hmm. some for a guy to have the courage to go to marriage counselor, and he said there's a set of skills I didn't have. I need to learn something new, and that's the person who knows how to teach me those skills. And I thought, man, if everybody had that attitude, it'd be be a different world we live. Yeah, in. yeah. All right, let's go to uh, Carol in Wisconsin. What's up, Carol? Hi, it's a pleasure to talk to you guys. It's a pleasure to talk to you. What's up? Um, I had mentioned to my sixteen year year old niece. Um, if she'd ever thought about opening opening an IRA for herself. Um, my sister told me that I, um, to mind my own business, and I crossed the line. <laughs> your- I agree, Carol. What in the world are you trying to do? Corrupting uh, your niece with those IRAs. Trying to give her wise financial advice. <laughs> How dare you, Aunt Carol? <laughs> right. Why did, why did she say you crossed the why line? Why did she get mad? Um, she thought it was her and her husband's business to take care of her financial business. Did, what's y'all's relationship in general? Like what's your relationship to your, to your sister and to your niece or your brother, whichever one, um, are y'all close? Are y'all like all that? Or was I it? Thought we were. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to think of my sister. If my sister, <laughs> it's not like you yeah, had, my the, sister. had the sex talk with a kid or well, something, it's right? like, like, Yeah, it's like if my sister was like, <laughs> right? all right, to my 12-year-old, listen, you don't want to, you, you want to go liquor, then beer, not beer, <laughs> then liquor, right? So we're going to take some shots and we're going to, yes, I would say you overstepped your bounds. But if my sister was like, hey, here's how I do money. Here, here's and a, dis- a 401k. And it disagrees <laughs> with how I do it, I would say, A, thank you for loving my son, and B, hey, Hank, this is how we do it in our house, right? That, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm Carol. sorry, Carol. It's really more of her stuff than that. Like, yes. it's more her issues. She's, she's. I don't know what she's feeling. John, tell her, tell Carol what her. <laughs> hey, sister's Carol. The feeling. only thing I can think of is if you know that your sister and her husband are are in in debt to their eyeballs and are stressed all the time, and you went behind their back and knowingly said, "Hey, hey, hey, psst, 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 I got a better way of doing it." Then that's overstepping your bounds because you're. It wasn't about a money thing. It was about you kind of flexing as a sub parent, and that's 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 mm-hmm. never cool. If that's what you did, then yeah, your sister's right. But if you just were trying to be loving and thought, hey, have you ever thought about putting money in an IRA? I don't know. I would call my sister and I would take her to lunch and just say, hey, we got we got bigger fish to fry. What's what's going on? Which one was? Sure. It? sure. Um, I'm not really sure. Like. I don't know where she's coming from or what she is feeling. So yeah, I, I think the best best path forward is to call your sister and say, "Hey, sis, what's going on?" And just Rachel, just so you know, just as my friend, if you ever see one of my kids, Hank and Josephine, you can you'd be like, pull them aside and be like, "Hey, you should put your money in, a, in an IRA one day." Right? <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to do so. I'm sorry, Carol. Carol, I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah, it's a little bizarre to me. I are they? Do they struggle financially? The parents? Um, they're really quiet about their financial matters, so I'm not really okay. 100% So sure. you may have hit a hot button yeah, with shame her. Button. Yeah. There may have been something that like maybe they struggle, you know, whatever it is, or they, they, they were thought they'd be further ahead financially and they're not, and she's questioning, are we doing this right? Are we okay? And by you suggesting something to the niece, 
could make them feel like, well, gosh, I'm not getting it right, and I'm going to screw up my daughter, and here's the, and I, you know, they're grasping for control or whatever it may be. There's, yeah, so there's, how dare you talk? There's to more them. issues, I'd say, more of her issues than what you did. I, yeah, what you did was not wrong, unless it was option one, like John said. And here's how to approach you're it. You're being sneaky and like, hey. I, here's how to approach it. Hey, you don't seem like you're doing okay. Are you okay? Because I love you. You're my sister, and I clearly made you upset, and I'm so sorry for 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 making you sad. Um, what's going on? And I'd start there. Yeah. All right, let's go but to. A, oh, go ahead. Making you sad. I thought you're not. I thought your whole thing is like you don't make people with your kids. You don't. Okay. I'm sorry I made you sad. But you can't make someone sad. They choose to be sad, right? I I agree with that. Yes. Is that true? Yes, but. Okay. Um. <laughs> yes, you're correct. Um. But if I sat down with you and said. I'm sorry that I did a thing and you chose to get mad about it. <laughs> That's not going to go well. So yes, yeah, it is semantics. True. You're right, but it is semantics. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're right. Um, nobody has the power to make you sad. We accept that, right? We we choose to be sad about it. But things. an everyday conversation, <laughs> you don't have to use that. Like I wouldn't. That. I wouldn't. That wouldn't be a way I would start an apology. That's it's scary great. when people take your advice, isn't it, John? Yeah, it's really great. <laughs> Rachel, the literalist. That's the one piece you picked up on? It is. I was like, well, I can't believe he's telling her something that's not true. <laughs> there you go, America. Sorry. I'm making this up as up. I go. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go, Rachel. Um, all right. Well, now we're going to. Yeah, we got time. Let's okay, go. We'll go JD, quick. We'll go quick. In Cincinnati, we're right up against the clock. Get straight to your question. What's up? Hey, guys. So I'm saving up about $1,000 a month right now. And come June next year, I should have enough money for a 30 to 40% down payment on my house. Excellent. Great. Now, the smart thing to do. Now, the smart thing to do would be to take $1,000 and throw it all at my mortgage, but would it be okay or wise to take a part of that uh, $1,000 and save it aside for a really big toy, namely a convertible Ford Mustang? Do you have another car? Or is it like for real I'm a toy? I'm not selling that one. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you're, you're, be you'll a, be uh, on, ba- I mean, you're, yeah, you're going to be on baby steps four or five and six at that point. So we always say you can kind of let the foot off the gas, go on a good vacation you could upgrade your car i mean having an extra car around you could i would not i wouldn't spend a ton of money on it yeah how much how much would it be no more than eighteen thousand dollars i'm buying used of course than 18 so how how much yeah here's what i would tell you i wouldn't but i I think we don't have a problem with it it's not not a huge deal yeah i wouldn't but knock your lights out just make sure you put 20% 20% down on your on your home. Yeah, he said, yeah, 30%, which yeah, is great. You should great. be good. You're doing great, J.D. Hey, thank you, America, for being with us today. We will see you soon right here on The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com show.